On today's podcast, we have Courtney Goolsby with us. She is one of the hosts from the podcast called Say It Southern. Join me today as we celebrate Courtney. Good morning. Good morning. I can't believe I get to spend some time with you. Do you know that you were the very first podcast I ever listened to? Ever. Are you kidding? No, no, I'm, I'm not kidding. Do you mind if I tell, tell you the story? I would love it. Okay. So I was working for a global paint company and I was the color consultant. They recruited me. And so I was driving a lot, traveling all day and just was thinking, golly, I'm so tired of the same songs playing on the radio over and over again. And I really like talk radio, but it was getting to be too political. I just couldn't wrap my head around it. I was just like, I need a break. Right. So somebody said, why did you listen to some podcasts? You know, check them out. So I, uh, you know, downloaded the app and typed in the word Southern and say it Southern came up. And <laughs> I thought, Oh, I might be able to get on board with this. And I, I just started listening to it. And then, you know, I told everybody about it all the time. I was like, you gotta listen to it. And then I would hear you talk about all these getaways and I was just FOMO, 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 just really, really, really wanted to go. And then last year, Jessica and I went to the say it Southern getaway and it was amazing. Mm -hmm. you knocked it out of the park oh thank you so much it's it's such a fun special time you know we really looked for a way to connect with a lot of the listeners and a lot of people that it, it's kind of for every woman you know it's for the people that people always ask us that like who is this for what is this about and we're like honey you know we're there for you wherever you are um if you've had a business or if you've thought about a business if you've had the business, sold the business, divorced the husband, and <laughs> you want to hang out. We're, we're those people too, you know? Yes. Yes. It's very entertaining. And I can listen to it in the car with my daughter and not have to worry. Yeah. That's important. Okay. Are you ready to get into it and like, tell me everything about you? Let's go. Let's I dive in. But I want to know more about you living and growing up in Savannah. Down yeah, by girl. The river. I'm well, a river girl. Yeah. Did you grow up with mosquito bites all over you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, okay. So um, Savannah, Tennessee is right on the Tennessee River and it's nestled between a lake, Pickwick Lake, which is kind of considered a resort type area. I mean, it's a, it's kind of, it's a resort in West Tennessee. You know what I'm saying? Like it's recreational is probably what I should say. And, um, so you've got the lake side and the river side. So we grew up, honey, in that fishing boat, skiing, fishing, tubing, all the things. Um, I, one of my high school jobs was, um, gassing boats and working at the, uh, Pickwick Inn, which was funny. Um, cause we were down there with all the people that would bring their campers up. It's a state park and it's beautiful. And, um. I worked in that hotel, <laughs> slinging catfish. I mean, <laughs> that's, yeah, it, it's a really sweet, sweet town. Um, it's real Southern. It's right where um, Shiloh National Park is. And um, Ulysses Grant had his headquarters in Savannah. So there's some history components. And um, I don't know. It's just a sweet little small, had kind of a picturesque, upbringing in the small town with two brothers right two brothers and a sister I'm the oldest of four and yes honey well I'm the oldest out of four I didn't realize yes you know how it is you command yeah. the troops yes yes mm -hmm. are the so you're the oldest out of four is your sister the bookend yes and we're all very creative we're um you know I think my mom I tell this story all the time my mom would have loved for us to like you know be bankers and have a 401k or, you know, some health insurance. <laughs> but we, I don't know. I growing up, my parents were just like, they instilled a ton of confidence in us, like whatever it was, you know? Um, I remember one of the stories from growing up is everybody got to write down who they wanted to be or what they wanted to do, what their aspirations were when, you know, we were in kindergarten stuff and, you know, somebody wanted to be a fireman, somebody wanted to be a teacher, and mine was a backup dancer for Janet Jackson. 
That's amazing. And I don't True story. True story. I mean, yes, the Rhythm Nation album, all of it. I loved it. Um, So, you know, there was, I never thought I couldn't do anything, which is probably a little narcissistic back then, but (laughs) my parents did a really great job of, of instilling confidence in us to the point that we were like, oh yeah, okay, we're all creative and kind of have our own thing. And so um, none of us have had really conventional jobs. I mean, I worked in event planning and nonprofit fundraising. The brothers have been in the music industry. And then my sister is an artist, painter, activist. Um, Yeah, we all kind of, like I said, my mom would have loved for us to have like nine to fives, but um, here we are. I thought you were going to say that your mom would have liked like a band, like the Brady Bunch and the Partridge family when they got together. (laughs) (laughs) No, we are extremely close, but I don't think we could ever do business together because we would, you know, two of us, and you may know this being the oldest of four, myself and then my, the brother that's eight years younger than me, like one and three, we're a lot alike and two and four are a lot alike. Is it like that in your family? Yes, but I don't want to admit it. Yeah. 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 That's kind of how it rolls with us. So I could probably have a business with three, but never with two and four. (laughs) See, I could do a business with two and four, but not with three. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, depending on how you slice and dice it, it's all, it's all can be a little complicated. (laughs) Correct. Correct. Yes. Yes. Um, Okay. But growing up, you wanted to be, you wanted to be a backup dancer like Janet Jackson, but that wasn't what you always wanted to be. What did, what did you study in college? You went to school, (laughs) right? Yes. Okay. So that Janet Jackson thing was very short lived. I mean, I think I realized by age seven that that was never going to happen. Right. So (laughs) kind of let that die and uh, moved on in to high school. I really kind of knew in high school that communication was going to be my way of um, connecting and jobs. And so on a whim went to Mississippi state and but I'm, I grew up in, in Savannah, but I was born in Mississippi. All my family's in Mississippi. So um, always had a connection, but wanted to do something different. You know, everybody graduated from my school and went to UT or um, UT Martin, UT Knoxville, Chattanooga. Some went to Northern Alabama, but um, I kind of cut my own path and went to Mississippi State. And it was the best decision. I mean, don't get me wrong. I got to campus and I was like, what have I done? I mean, I don't know anybody, but I had a piece once I visited it. I've always kind of, um, structured my life around the big decisions of just having a piece about them. I don't know. I I really won't move a lot until I, until I have a kind of formal formulative. Yes. You know, like in my, in my mind and in my heart. And so, um, which is Mississippi state on a whim and I kind of struggled first semester really kind of getting my feet under me. I didn't decide to go there till very last minute. So I missed the whole rush sorority thing. So I did not do that. I lived in the athletic girls dorm, which was hysterical because I love sports. Yes. I mean, I Yes, I've sports my whole life. I have two boys. I had two brothers. My dad was a huge sports guy. My granddad coached semi pro baseball. Like, I'm a huge sports person. But it was just funny that I lived in the athletic dorm because I was like, you know, whipping up brownies in the break room <laughs> while they <laughs> were running to practice. So, um, but by second semester, I think I finally settled in and really began to see my life there. And just dove into um, public relations and communication or was real active on campus. And um, I met my husband actually first, was it first year? Yeah. The end of my first year of college as a freshman. And we were friends for just a couple of years. And then we decided that we ought to date a little bit. Who made the first move? Well, he told me that, I mean, he was, we were both dating somebody when we met. So we were on the same ultimate Frisbee team um, in co-ed. And so we really got to know each other through that. And I think he was pretty impressed that I could catch a Frisbee in the end zone. Cause you know, when girls scored, it was two points. 
and boys scored it was one point. So we were very competitive in co-ed sports. And, um, but no, I mean, he had a serious girlfriend. I mean, you know, he told me, he was like, I mean, I will marry, I'm going to substitute her name. I will marry Jennifer. And I was like, okay, right. And, um, so then like, as the years progressed, I went, I had an internship at a law firm because I thought for a minute I might go to law school. Um, but I quickly decided that wasn't my path. And he was overseas and he did a little campus ministry thing in London and Wales. And so when, by the time we got to school, our, our junior year, moving into our senior year, we knew it was something different, kind of solidified it then. But then he went to med school, you know, we graduated. I had a PR degree. I I had a job. I mean, I wasn't I, one of those that kind of flip-flopped. Like, I knew what I wanted to do. I had a plan. He went to med school in Kansas City, and I was like, well, I'm not going to Kansas City. I mean, I'll visit you, but I got to do my own thing, cut my own path. My first job out of college, which is crazy. So I was talking to you about Pickwick, where I grew up. There's a country music singer that's from that area, and he wanted to bring a large-scale festival down to the Pickwick State Park. And I just graduated. And so I had a couple of conference calls with them and, you know, totally pretended like I had it all together and I knew what I was doing and I could absolutely plan an event for 10,000 people. <laughs> and, and so I don't know if I was just a really great liar or they just, um, you were young and you just had the passion and they thought, She's going to figure it out. I think so. Yeah. And I did. That's absolutely what I did is figured it out. And, and really, honestly, them believing in me in that age and me believing in myself and having just, you know, great friends within the industry. I mean, it just really started my path to events and, you know, the country music world and nonprofit. And I, I helped them apply for a 501c3 and, we sunk our teeth into building this cancer center for our area. And um, we had a really great run of festivals. We did one festival a year for 10 years. I was with the, I was with the foundation. And in that meantime, moved to Nashville, was working with the Muscular Dystrophy Association, still doing songwriter events, still doing country music events there. And um, had a, had a little bit of a, stint in the nonprofit event world for a long time. That's really hard work. It's yeah. I mean, when you have to beg for napkins for an event, it's, it's tough. It's tough. I, I love it. And I, you know, we built a, like I said, we built a $3 million cancer center and that's probably the most rewarding thing I've ever done because I knew I wouldn't live in Savannah when I grew up. Um, but that was a way for me to kind of give back to that area because the rural, the rural area of Savannah, you know, you would have to drive to Memphis, to Nashville, to Birmingham, to really receive top-notch care, Jackson, Florence area. And so to be able to have some brick and mortar and it to be serviced by, you know, these facilities and provide that kind of care to my, I mean, the people I grew up with, you know, the people in my church, my neighbors, I knew that somebody would have to use that. And so that was, that was really big for me, you know, a big personal stamp of accomplishment. But so, um, lived in Nashville, Jason finished residency. I mean, I'm sorry, he finished medical school and then we started kind of shopping for residencies, which you know how that is, right? Well, my husband's a chiropractor and I did okay. through chiropractic college Yeah, and told him, I said, if I did, was not in love with you, I would not be doing this. Right. It's not easy. And I know going to get an MD and beyond is extremely difficult. So, I mean, that's a, that's a big season. It is. And I, you know, I feel like there's just so, there's so much emotional and mental stress that comes with that time. And then also, you know, on, on the wives, I mean, you have to kind of, be the breadwinner there for a little bit. So, um, yeah, I was the sugar mama. <laughs> no, isn't that right? Uh -huh. I know. And yeah. I made sure he knew it too, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it did work out in the long run because even though we were, because we were younger, 
And because we were so in love and our relationship was on the newer end, I do feel like being naive really helped us out. Oh, for sure. Because I was, because I loved him, I was willing to take the back seat. The priority was school. That was our future. So, but I couldn't imagine being married. Some of these people were married with children or getting pregnant and having babies. And I thought, wow, the stress is even more intensified. No joke. So residency moved us to Jackson where we are now. And that's kind of where our life was, you know, in the residency program. We were here for um, a couple of years and then we had Graham our 13 year old. And then we had Dean our nine year old and just kind of put our feet down and this is where we are. So I, I was looking at my life and okay, now that the kind of roles have flipped and um, being a mom and I'm still doing things on the side, but I kind of wanted to seek my teeth into something new. Um, Sarah and I, this is kind of how I say it Southern was born. So I knew Sarah of course, I watched The Bachelor when she was on The Bachelor. Yes, I did too. Uh huh. Yeah, I told it. We called it. We called it TRT. That standard. That stood for Trashy Reality TV. So right. in reality TV shows, and at the time, The Bachelor was huge. So groups of girls would get together. Absolutely, which, supper club. Yes. 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 TRT night. Same thing. And so I knew her, and then once we moved here. She and I, I, we, we, it's crazy because we have so many of the same friends, but, and we were in Nashville at the same time, but we did not know each other in Nashville, even though our friend group was similar. It definitely had some crossovers. So anyway, um, her oldest and my oldest are the same age. So there were circumstances that kind of put us together and she and I would kind of find ourselves at the end of the night, you know, laughing or telling a joke and doing the whole, we ought to hang out. We ought to grab lunch. We ought to da, 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 da. And, um. So she was at a place in her life when The Bachelor was kind of calling her to do some follow-up interviews and things like that. And she was like, I want to do something different. I'm sure you've heard her tell this story. She, a friend called her about doing a podcast. And so she was actually going to do this podcast for a company called Style Blueprint. And um, they ended up hiring someone internally to do the podcast. She kind of feels like hijacked her idea a little bit. So she was like, well, screw that. I'll do something on my own. So, um, we met for lunch and she was like, what do you think about this? And I was like, I love it. I mean, I had a little, had a little radio moment in high school. And so I was like, let's, let's do it. And we just kind of brainstormed and came up with say it Southern and she kind of same thing as you. She was looking for the things of the South on a podcast, like a resource, basically where to go, what to do. If you've got three days and you want to go to Charleston, what are you going to do there and who's there? And so, but we wanted to, um, kind of put a light on who makes up the South and what does a woman of the South look like and who are the tastemakers and the movers and the shakers around the area? You know, who's the off the beaten path that we can find that makes jewelry in Birmingham and she's, you know, eclectic and different and you wouldn't find her otherwise, Yogi Dada. And so I don't know, we both have a passion for the same things um, in that regard. And so it was really a natural fit. Now she and I are very different, which you know. Yes. But it took forever to figure out whose voice was who. Oh, really? I was the one that messaged y'all earlier on and I'm like, can y'all please like say your name before you talk every (laughs) while talking about but I'd only listened to, uh, you know, three or four episodes. As soon as I knew y'all, I could. Right. Talk. Yes. So I just had yeah. to keep listening. Right. You hear that twang coming out. I can't really hide it a lot. And especially when I moved back here from Nashville, it came out more. My, I mean, to the point that my siblings are like, oh, well, there it is. There's Savannah back, honey. You got that twang. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, so yeah, say it Southern was just kind of born. And so, you know, I, I, people always ask me like, what would you do if you didn't do say it Southern? And it's interesting because I, I love the creative side of my life, you know? So like what you talk about, I love fabrics and colors and textiles. And, um, I think I would, I would do something in that world, but 
you know, State Southern has provided such an amazing opportunity for Sarah and I to do. I mean, it's just unbelievable. We can't even believe it, how we've gotten connected to so many people and seen so many cool things and learned the stories and being able to share that with people. It's just super rewarding. It's amazing. And you guys now have a YouTube series also with Renaissance Bank. Exactly. Um, Renaissance Bank has a wonderful women's program initiative called Rise with Renaissance, where they focus on who we are focusing on, these women in business, these entrepreneurs all over the South, where their locations are, who are making a difference. And um, yeah, it was a perfect, natural partnership with them. And we've done, gosh, have we done three yeah, I think we've done three seasons with them and are planning a fourth one now. And Wow, I didn't realize yeah. that much. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We've been to Oxford. We've been to Jackson, Mississippi. We've been to Birmingham. We've been to Memphis. Um, well, if y'all ever come here, you just let me know. Coming on down to Texas, honey. If you ever come down to Texas, Jessica, and I will make sure y'all have some good hospitality and some good yum-yums while y'all are here. Well, we require both of those things. So that's good. That's good. Yeah. Yes. So were you, I mean, were you always seeking um, relationships and connection as a child? Were you planning events and getting people together and, you know, yes, friend group and stuff? Because you're a little social butterfly. Yes. This is my love language. I love networking. I love connecting people. It's really ridiculous. I mean, to the point that sometimes my friends are like, okay, I don't have to know everyone intimately the way that you (laughs) do (laughs) because I like to like dive in. And, you know, we always say, especially in the podcast, like Sarah's the thinker, I'm the feeler because she'll be, she'll ask the question like, you know, what, how was your background? How were we raised? Blah blah. And I'm like, but how did you feel when you were... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> how did you, what did you, emotions did you experience? And she's like, oh my God, Courtney. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I was the one in my neighborhood that made the neighborhood newsletter. You know, I walked around, I colored it and took it what, around. Wait, what was it called? You made the neighborhood newsletter? Yes. Avalon Place News. How old and are- I, Like eight. That's adorable. My neighbor and I, the Avalon Place News, we did, um, we would make up dances with, this is so silly. We would make up dances with the girls in our neighborhood and, and we would had hopes that our brothers who were four years younger than us would like lift us over their heads in like a dirty dancing moment. And our oh. neighbors would be there watching and with like a hot dog cookout. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what I'm saying. It just, yes, constantly. Yeah. Constantly doing that. Um, But yeah, even as I've gotten older, like I love to connect people. You know, my friend so-and-so, she, blah, 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 blah. And um, I don't know. I just, I love networking. I love, I get energy from other people. Now, Sarah tells this too, because I I do this. And we had one getaway at um, 30A. And she and I always share a room because I don't like to sleep by myself Unless, you know, unless we're out of town, we'll do something like that. But she and I always share a room at the getaway. And um, so she said that she came in there one day and I was like, Sarah, I've just got to have a minute. Like, I got to have a minute. I got to get in the bed. You know, she's not a napper. She's not any of those things. But sometimes I just, almost like you said about Jessica, I need a minute to like gather myself and then I'm ready to go again. And she was like, what? Are you okay? Are you sick? And I was like, no. I just need 20 minutes. I'm just going to get under the sheets and then I'll be fine. I'll be ready to roll again. And she's like, okay, I'll let you do your thing. I'll let you process and then I'll be back out. So as much as I am um, up in it and love energy and love people, I do need a minute to kind of myself. Like when everybody gets out of the house in the morning, I like to go sit on my bed, look at my emails, kind of get my thoughts together. And then I hit the ground running. But um yeah, but, I, I need just a minute every now and then. But that's why you can be an extrovert. That's why you can do what you do is because you make time for quiet time. I have to. If you don't, you don't have anything to give. I'm very intentional about that time. I will say that, you know, I've, as I get older, especially, I've just kind of learned what I need. And, 
you know, everyone taught, I mean, mental health is so buzzy right now, you know, and it should be because it is an honest, um, part of people's life. But I, I really am kind of in tune with what I need and I have to carve out that space. And sometimes I have to be super intentional about, um, even that with Jason, you know, I mean, he's a quality time person, so I have to reserve that with him. And then even with my kids kind of learning what their love languages are. And I love to have one-on-one time with them. And, but I'm telling you, there's not enough hours in the day. So being intentional about that is just something that I feel like in my forties I've been working on. I, I understand that. I totally schedule my downtime. I purposely put my appointments on certain days and certain times so I can reboot. I mean, yeah. But, and people think, probably don't think that I need that, but I think it's an important part of being just balanced in general of having that. Okay. So we were talking about you doing that newspaper. Oh yeah. And how you're, you know, growing up and doing all these things, but I want to know about how you got to do the event with dancing with the stars. Like I want to hear all about the hair, all about the makeup, (laughs) all things about dancing with the stars because y'all looked amazing. Well, I just wanted to see one of y'all in heels, like sashaying across the door. <laughs> well, I'm on the organizing committee for that. And um, Sarah is the MC, So a little conflict of interest for us to dance. But though she and I are both very um, community driven and philanthropic. And like I said, being involved in nonprofits in the event world, um, this is kind of my wheelhouse. And so when we got asked to be involved um, the committee that I'm on, I mean, we just kind of took it and ran with it. And so the first year we were at the country club and, you know, we sold 20 tables and made like $20,000 and honey, we thought we were doing it. Well, then this past year we're up to over a thousand people in the room and made over $300,000. So it's, um, it's a really special event and it, it is top notch you know, people always ask about Jackson, where we're from, and it has a lot of great things going on, but we're kind of in between Memphis and Nashville, which are both huge entertainment cities. And, you know, they have all the restaurants and all the events and all the nonprofits to prove and pull from. And so Jackson is not that large. And um, so we, I always say we make our fun. And that's one of the events that we do to make our fun. It has um, grown in popularity and we sell it out every year. And it, it is a super fun night. I mean, the glam is there. The costuming is there. The judges. It's, it's, a, it's a great night for our community. Well, our community here needs to take notes from yours because <laughs> there's one that they have like their own little dancing thing too. And it's not anything like yours. So I need to. Well, we have a great production team um, that we hire every year. And they're incredible. And um, so you got to have big vision, you know. I mean, and you got to have people in the community that will support it. So um, we are blessed with both. Jackson is a very generous community. And um, they really get behind the nonprofits in the area. So that has been a great success. And we just have a lot of people that are willing to be involved. I mean, this team for this, this committee for this dancing with the stars, and we have a huge boxing event and the symphony strong and the, I mean, the arts are strong. So, I mean, there's just a lot of people that really are invested in our town and our community. And so it, it takes all of that. Did you realize that you were going to have a new best friend at the, the age of 35? <laughs> ah. I mean, do you, I mean, you realize that, right? You and Sarah are yin and yang. They're two peas. They're little two peas in a pod. Yeah. I mean, no, I, I, I didn't. You know, I, I mean, I love people, obviously, and I would say that my um, circle is big, and my village is smaller. Everything kind of gets smaller, right? The closer that you right. get, and what you kind of allow people access to. Yes. Um, but yes, it's very. Again, I knew that we were a lot alike and I knew that we enjoyed the same things. And so 
but yeah, in the past four years, five years for, I mean, our lives have kind of been knitted together, you know, I mean, especially during COVID, you know, she was the most consistent because we saw, we were just like, look, we're just going to get it together. If we get it, you know, we've got to, we got to do this because our listenership during COVID grew so much because people were doing what you were doing, you know, we needed you guys. I mean, we needed some source of entertainment that was guilt-free. Yeah. And just realness, you know, I mean, that's the thing about us is that you, what you see is what you get. And I'm an oversharer, you know, I will get somewhere and somebody will go, Oh my gosh, that was so funny about when your, your dad went out in the woods and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, how do they, and then I remember I've told it or, you know, they start talking to me about, um, postpartum depression or miscarriages or whatever. And, and we are just very authentic I guess. And that's something that, you know, we strive to be because there's so many people, especially, I mean, don't get me on my sub, my social media soapbox about realness and, and who people see and who people let you see through a filter or, you know, the lens of their life. And we just decided early on that when we got behind these mics, we were just going to be real. Um, now I'm way more of a, I probably, like, again, I probably say too much and I have to pull that out of Sarah a little bit, but, um, I love it though. Y'all have such a sweet, um, rapport, you know, it's just like, I mean, y'all just talking, it's just, and I love it. I mean, it's like, you're listening to, you know, when you're a kid and the whole family would get together and the grownups would be sitting at the table talking and you would go over to kind of like listen, see stuff. It's like, a juicy conversation with friends. I mean, it's very entertaining. I wouldn't be listening. I wouldn't ask you to come on the podcast and I not loved what you guys are doing and bringing to the table. And I still, girl, I have probably talked about Say It Southern or The Getaway every single episode. Oh my gosh. That's um, so kind. But I mean, it's, I mean, it comes from a loving place. I believe in what you guys are doing. And I didn't intend to start a podcast. I was never, I mean, when I was young, I wanted to be on the radio or mm-hmm. that was my major, but I didn't start this because of y'all, but it kind of like happened on its own. And now, you know, now I get to, now I get to have y'all on my podcast. So fun. So fun. This is my first podcast that I've ever been a guest on. Which surprises me. <laughs> I need to tell Angie, like Angie, why haven't you had Courtney or Sarah on your podcast? Okay. Now we were supposed to schedule with her. So that is, Yes, but she records in the evening, and so that's hard for us with kids and running and all the things. It's, so, or on Saturdays, which is yeah. off day. That's like games and family time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, no, that's on our. We we're going to do that. We've just got to figure it out. Well, you'll. I was on her podcast. You listen to my episode. It's really good. Oh, I will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you did the Dancing with the Stars. Is there any other philanthropy stuff that you guys are? Um, currently working on or doing in town um let's see in town she's a member of the um she's very involved in the symphony we just finished a songwriters night um for the it's called boots and ballads for the jackson symphony it's basically it funds the educational program for um elementary school and students that want to be involved musically and in our community. And so that was this past Friday night. And my brother Reed was able to come. Dan was not able to come this year. He came last year, but he was not able to come this year. He's actually on tour with Luke Combs right now. So he was out of the pocket, but um, Reed is here, was here and it was a fantastic night. You know, those are just such cool events. I mean, people always love to hear stories about how music was made and, going on in the songwriter's head when they wrote those lyrics or what that really means. And, um, so we just completed that. And then now we're just shifting and focusing on the getaway really just, um, I can't tell you any of the secrets yet because they're coming out next week on our podcast, but we have some speakers confirmed and some events that are different and new and, um, only 40 tickets to that, you know, so, Yes. We've gotta, we got to we got to keep our gloves our cards close to our our chest on that. <laughs> yes, for those of you that don't know, the Say It Southern Getaway is September 21st through the 24th in Fairhope, Alabama. 
and just can I will be there. And then the Mississippi girls are, they've already got their tickets in their room. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there should be about, I would say 34 spots left. Yeah. Said and done. And so if y'all want a ticket, y'all jump on it. Yep. Y'all better get on it because I talk about all the time and Bink, Bink and Hill, um, Amy, she wants to participate. Okay. Yes. So there's some guests and stuff that have been on my podcast and I've talked to about it and they're, they're like, oh my gosh, we have to go. We got to do it. That Jessica and I went recently to, um, New England for coastal creative conference. And that was work. That was a conference Yeah, that that was going to school from eight in the morning till, you know, six o'clock at night, no breaks, no nothing. I mean, it was down to business. You, you paid for it and you definitely got your money's worth and it was exhausting. (laughs) Not even a day later, Jessica was messaging me saying, have you gotten the tickets yet to say it's Southern? And so (laughs) we both agreed that we were going to go say it's Southern again because we needed the break. I mean, the getaway is exactly that. It is a getaway. You have, Girl, can I just brag on you for a minute, please? Oh, yeah. I won't turn that down. Go ahead. Um, this is, I w- let me, let me rephrase that. I went to the getaway last year because I went through some personal things and I was trying to reshift focus from everybody else back to myself. And so mm-hmm. I went because the Lord told me to go. And Ooh, it, I love it. it. Now we talk about the Lord. I can talk about the Lord now. <laughs> It was a very, about the Lord. It was a very life giving to me. It was very oh. my soul that I um I went and um I couldn't have asked for anything more. It was beautiful. The hospitality was insane. I mean, every single detail was thought out. I did not have the only thing I had to worry about was how to get there and what I'm going to wear. Yeah, I, I mean we in our rooms waiting for us we had gift bags the swag was amazing like you want a good swag bag go to the state southern getaway i mean it was <laughs> stunning and the food was sensational you had drinks offered at every meal there was not where we go to something oh you got to pay cash for it y'all had every single thing taken care of and i'm telling you we as women needed that whether we knew it or not and I know how much work I mean I've got a clue how much work y'all have gone into for the past events and this event and I just pray that the Lord just gives y'all all the energy mm. the reinforcement and the sponsors and the attendees to like make this event what you guys want it to be for this year because I don't know how y'all are going to top it That's so kind. I mean, you know, I always felt, I would hear about these amazing conferences, right? Where these people got to go and do these things. But I never felt like I had, I don't know, a business enough that I could, I mean, I, you know, was freelancing events, but I didn't, I didn't necessarily, you know, want to go corporate with them or want to go worldwide or, you know, whatever. But I didn't feel like I could really attend anything like that. Like I wanted to go to fun parties and figure out what I was dressing and, you know, take a friend and go, but I just didn't feel like there was anything really carved out for me. And, you know, I've always kind of, I mean, I've always done creative things, like I said, and when you do that, there's not really a structured nine to five. And so Sarah's on the other side of that coin. She sold real estate. She's had, you know, these jobs she's now working and working and consulting and marketing for a, a big firm here in, in Jackson. And so she, is the educational side, the marketing side. And so we just said, what if we married both of those things and kind of gave something to everybody? So like I said, we always laugh because um, one of the guests that we had last year, you know, we have everybody from like new entrepreneurs all the way down to who I'm about to tell you about, Catherine. And um, she, everybody was kind of introducing themselves and she said, honey, I've had the business. I sold the business. I had the babies, I raised the babies, the babies are gone. I had the husband, I divorced him. And now we're just having a great time. Yes. <laughs> I was like, yes, it's for you. It's for you, Catherine. So, 
people always ask, you know, what do I have to have or what do I have to do? But we just kind of wanted, and the experiences to me are what make it, the experiences and the connection, because I just can't fathom that all these people have met, like all the girls that you just went with to your conference. I mean, you guys met, I always want everyone to hashtag because of Say It Southern, because, you know, it's just amazing. And of course, that's again, spiritual gift. It's what my love language, the connection side of Say It Southern is so great because I just, I love that you guys have gone on and are doing things together and supporting each other in business. Not only that, but like, you know, Elizabeth High School, like we rally around her when she is going through chemo and breast cancer, you know, it's just, that's what we want it to be is we don't want these connections to fall off or you only talk through Instagram. I mean, we want real life-giving connection and we feel like that happens through experience and so we want to provide a beautiful meaningful intentional experience for every attendee and that's why we only keep it to 40 people because I mean, all that is very intentional well so. you guys have done it and I did not that was not my intention going was not to connect with anybody right I- idea that I was going to make friends and make friendships and relationships. And so when we found out, you know, when I found out I was going to go and there was this face private Facebook group and you added everybody to it and you said, okay, now y'all meet your new friends. I thought my new friends, I've got my friends. I'm 40. I I don't need any new friends. I know. And everybody was so friendly. And then I just thought, okay, all right. And then I walk in the meet and greet and everybody is, I mean, it's just like going into a room of women that you already know. People were warm. They were welcoming. They introduced themselves. They really wanted to know who you were, what you were about. And again, I'm still not, and I wasn't trying to connect with anybody. That was not my intentions. My intentions was just all about me. (laughs) And the, the beauty of everything and I got a hundred times more. I mean, now I have these relationships and um, these friendships with people that I never thought that I would, I mean, I wouldn't have ever met had it not been for you guys. I know. Well, it's hard. It's hard to connect to women when you're at this stage of life and age of the game. I mean, we just, at the end of the day, my best friend was here over the weekend. She was like, Courtney, I got to be honest with you. I feel like that you are like, a, a well, right? So you're this well of water and all you've got all these people that keep lowering the bucket down and pulling it back up and you just keep emptying yourself to these people. And I'm like, you know, you always need that friend that's going to really like hold you, hold your feet to the fire and tell you truth yes. and um, in love. And um, we've worked on her delivery because it hasn't always been in love, but <laughs> she, <laughs> that's what best friends are for. But I mean, she was right. I had to refocus and kind of like, I don't know, it's kind of given me food for thought. But, you know, we saying that we don't have time and we would love to, but we don't have time for new people a lot. And so um, I always say this, if you're weird enough and crazy enough to buy a ticket to this, you're going to meet 39 other women that are too. You know what I'm saying? So you already have that in common. Like anybody that goes on like an adult retreat... (laughs) <laughs> they've got, they all have some kind of, you know, th- yeah. similar threads. Exactly. Are you, how are you guys doing in the planning process? Are you guys just totally overwhelmed? Or are y'all excited? No, we're excited. I mean, you know, Sarah and I, we know our roles and what she does well and what I do well. She's, she's a logistics person, you know, contracts, that kind of thing. I'm, I really kind of gather the speakers and work on the, like I said, the experience, I'm very passionate about that. And so the schedule and, you know, she does the transportation and she's really good about the sponsorships and I just kind of follow up and, and we just, we both have our strengths, you know, so we play to those things and, um, and y'all picked a wonderful venue and a beautiful town. Yeah. Air Hope, Alabama is adorable and all the businesses, cause we had free time. It's not just, Oh, we have speakers all day. You guys have scheduled us to have downtime. We don't have to think about our meals. Y'all have the meals already planned for us. I mean, there's going to be some times where we get to, you know, bebop around and eat, but sure. Go have a cocktail somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Y'all thought of everything. 
So it was completely stress-free for us. Well, I'm so glad. I mean, we built it around what we would want to do. You know, if we went somewhere, what would we, what would we like? And, um, you want to go shopping and have free time. Sure. And Fairhope has been just unbelievable. Again, we love 30A. We had a blast on there. There's nothing like it, but, um, that's, yeah, it is. Looking Mm -hmm. down to the beach on the sand. If, if y'all haven't listened to the podcast episode on Say It Southern about them tapping the 38 retreat, y'all need to listen to that. They poured everything into that retreat. And it worked like dogs. Dogs. Um, I mean, and then you had somebody pregnant was hauling stuff too, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, we didn't we didn't give a rip who was hauling stuff. We didn't care. We'd pull you off the street to haul stuff. We didn't care. I mean, yes, it was it was just a lot. If if you've just gone and walked to the water, you know how exhausting it can be to walk to the water. Set up an entire tablescape for 40 women in the dying heat. Just no. Just yeah. Yeah. I found a wonderful venue. Oh, yeah. Jubilee's unbelievable. I mean, just the setting makes you feel like you're at some villa in Tuscany. I mean, to me, I just think it's just otherworldly. And they treated us like kings and queens. Oh, just making omelets and doing breakfast. It just, yes, yes. All these treats in our room. And I mean, everything was thought of. And it was private too. Even though it was group, you know, house or whatever, it was all very individualized and private. And there was a sitting area and a kitchenette. So you could do anything you wanted. I have to brag on Fairhope too. They just, I mean, as a community, they loved what we were doing. Our women, you guys would walk into their business and they'd say, what is this? What are, what are you doing? And then they would message us on Instagram about how do we, how are we involved next year? Yeah. And we so told, we did, we told everybody who told I know, love it. Yes. And there's yes. amazing businesses down there too. Oh yeah. I mean, yes. The people who do, I think it's Mark Jacobs. The candle maker for Mark Jacobs is in Fairhope and what? the chalk. Yes, and chocolatier, wow. and then all to go have a drink at Grand, and there's so many great restaurants. I mean, we we build in that flex time so you can actually patron and experience the town that we're in, and so um, you know they're just we already have we've already talked with merchants again. I can't give it away, but we've already talked with merchants, and there's so many people that want to be involved and on board and make it a great experience for what we're doing there and who we're bringing. It's just. I don't know. It's really, it's really special. We feel like we kind of uncovered a hidden jewel, you know, like, I mean, no, we knew Fairhope was great. It did not need us. That I'm not saying that. I'm saying that they are just so supportive and it's just so special. We're like, man, this is oh. a honey hole for us, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, my vote for a speaker and I've already pitched an idea for you to have somebody on your podcast. And mm-hmm. I think if you can connect with that person and um, I'm telling you, you guys will have a big sigh of relief because it'll be fantastic. So, okay. Yes. You know, and that's the thing too, you know, we, we love to hear from who's, you know, cause I mean, we're just sitting in my little office and um, podcasting and, you know, you know, on the other side of this microphone, you don't know who's out there listening. You don't know if anybody's listening. And so we love, there's nothing more we love than to hear from people in our DMs or who they enjoyed or who we would love. You know, there's so many people that have been recommended to us from listeners that we wouldn't have otherwise known. So we beg for the interaction from people. Yes. Well, I, I don't, I won't say who I've pitched, because, mm-hmm. but um, I'm holding my breath because I just think it would be, I think it would be monumental for you guys. I think amazing. Be, I I know it would be amazing because that person could pull out all the stops and put on the show that you need. I love However, it. You needed it, so I need to text you that person's contact card. Yes, please do. Yes. So if you ever do any painting projects, which I think you just moved into a new house a few years ago, right? Well, no. Um, Sarah just redid her house, her childhood. They kind of revamped, added on to the house that she grew up in, in Jackson. So I'm always redoing. I just redid my office. I'll have to send you some pictures. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So I do this bit with all the guests on the podcast, and we talk about the paint colors in their home. Do you happen to know any of the paint colors in your house? Do I? Don't think I have a three-ring binder of all my... (laughs) Yes. It's my my home binder, and I... I know it's, it's, I'm such a nerd, but I, I just really get into it. Like, like I said, paint and textile and I, I mean, you wouldn't know it. It's not like I live in this, you know, like ready for veranda to come and shoot it. But I'm just saying like, I feel like it's uniquely us. And, um, if I had all the money in the world, I would, I would do all the things, but I just do a little bit at a time. You know, I saw Nate Burkus speak one time and he said, the key to a a beautiful home is it's forever evolving. And so, and it's collected over time. And so I never really, uh, I never really feel like it has to be completely done, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's always changing. Yeah. Always. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, I feel like, you know, because I have two boys and a husband, there's a lot of testosterone in this house. So I, my space that I love that I've currently redone is my office in my house. And, um, I, this kind of was just a catch all for all the things. Um, and I needed it to be more of like my spot. And so we've just, we custom built some bookshelves in here and redid the ceiling and added a funky light fixture and some bamboo drapery and, the color is ombre gray. Oh, you know that color. It's like, oh, I like that color. Yes. It's a moody color. It has a little <laughs> green tone undertone to it. Yeah. Uh, it's a, kind of a gray green. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like, you know, it looks really pretty outside with cedar accents. Ooh, I bet. Yeah. Like it's a beautiful, it'd be beautiful for a um, lake home, a river home. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love mm-hmm. home. Good job, Courtney. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> what's yes. your color in the house do you know my main color uh, we actually when we moved in this house it was like 12 years ago and we really went with like the whole grays we did that and then this last year we kept we kept my bedroom accessible beige and the boys rooms upstairs are a nice kind of calm color but um we recently we have um we have a pretty tall foyer like a I would say, I mean, it's a second level foyer. So we decided to, the railings on my banister are black and um, I have a large black lantern that hangs in the foyer. And so we just decided to go with a soft white throughout the main areas of the house, alabaster white Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. through the main level of the home. And then really I have my sister's painting. We have a moose that Jason killed in Maine, the, the, Rugs, some Ushaks, um, kind of funky paintings. And so, you know, I just kind of wanted that to be, I wanted the color to be in my textiles. And um, I've got some pillows on the way from Etsy. I've got, uh, we just redid my cabinets in my kitchen. And I'll have, I actually can't remember that one off the top of my head, but I'm looking at a new wallpaper for my powder room, oh, um, grass cloth. Yes. Grass cloth. Oh, grass cloth's in my dining room. Um, and then I'm doing a funky, a ferric mason, um, wallpaper in my powder. So is your trim alabaster and then your walls are, and then your walls are alabaster in the entry? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is, um, I did a gloss on the trim mm-hmm. and then, you know, an eggshell on the wall. This, that's smart because alabaster, if you want white walls, soft white walls, and you put alabaster on your walls, the only option for it to look good, truly, is to have it with alabaster trim. For sure. <laughs> I agree completely. You, yep. You did good, girl. Thank you. And I love the rugs and everything. Mm-hmm. That, I'm going to need a picture. Okay. You're going to have pictures every place so I can see it. Okay. I have a question for you. Yeah. How do you feel about... Um, skirted tables you mean like as an end table or a side table like a side table in your main living room you know just to add another fabric depends on the fabric and the color and pleats or ruffles 
But that's not out, right? Like that's. Oh, look at, um, and you need to have her on your podcast too. I love her. Her name is Erin Donahue Tice. She is an artist out of Austin, Texas. She does, she does abstract art and she has a real pretty table in her house that's in the family room and it's started and it's gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's a cool way to bring in something else and it's Southern to me. Yeah. I think as long as it's a quality fabric, it mm-hmm. will be good. I think if you, if you chintz out or cheap out and get something, then it wouldn't just look nice. So I agreed. think it's quality of fabric for me. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. As long as it's not like burgundy floral and like heavy pleats and makes it feel 1990s for screen and burgundy, I think you'll be okay. Which, although it is as moody colors are coming back. So whatever. I love it. Do you have anything coming up that we need to promote? We have the Say It Southern Getaway. Tickets will be going on sale coming up next week, you said? Yes, yes, yes. Well, it's April, It's actually April 5th, but I don't know when this podcast is, is airing. But April 5th, they'll go on sale. And so probably by the time this hits the, hits the airwaves, <laughs> they'll be on sale. So that's really what we're focusing on right now. I mean, personally, uh, we always have things. I mean, she has three girls. I have two boys. Um, we are on the golf course and at the soccer field and we're playing baseball. And then I have, I mean, Graham was also doing competitive, um, fishing. So he's on the fishing team for our school. So that's, that's awesome. something you never really thought you'd say is I'm a fishing mom, but you know, I, I am and I love it. Yes. But do you know what? We had a friend's son that got a scholarship in college because he played, because he did fishing in high school. Is I know that- it's, it's fantastic. Yes. We have a very talented young man, Ben Buchanan, that's on our team. And, um, I feel like that's probably in his future. Yes. That's awesome. Okay. So what is the website for people to go to, to purchase tickets? Okay. You can find us and all that we are up to and our bios and all the things on www.thesayitsouthern.com. And then also follow us on Instagram at the Say It Southern, where we're constantly posting stuff. We are uh, we're posting car stories. We're posting recipes. We're posting our wonderful guests, like who we've got on right now, Mary Landrum, with ML Provisions out of Mississippi. Now you need to go make you a custom hat. Oh, I know. She's fantastic. She makes custom. She's the only felt hat maker in the state of Mississippi. And she makes these incredible um, Wyoming Western inspired hats from her time out there. She makes them now in Mississippi and people come from all over the world, like the Netherlands to go there for this experience. So I I need to connect her with um, a girl that I know here in town because they opened up their own hat company, blue company, and they bring in guests, guest artists to I guess hat makers. Totally. You totally need to connect them. Yes. Yes. So yeah, just keep up with us, you know, there and we're always sharing our, our favorite things. So yes, y'all have a wonderful Christmas list. I mean, I learned a lot about just what was current, um, and new brands that I wasn't aware of. And that's why I think I love the podcast so much was because it brought attention to people's eyes that I didn't know about. And my dad, all business owner, you know, it was either feast or famine for us. So if he got a big sale that fed our family and I, I I have a heart for doing what I'm doing, putting a face behind the name of the brand, because that really does, it does help feed the family. I don't need to help Mr. Walmart or Mr. Target. Yeah. I need to help. They they have plenty of help. Right. Right. Yes. Well, Well, yeah. And that's what we do. So we do it okay so they can find you and that was another thing before because the program is called say it southern the podcast is called say it southern but the way we find it is the word is the say it southern yes yes Uh, there's lots of say it southerns out there as far as like a monogram company or a you know whatever but this is um the we put the with it because we're the say it southern yes you are well, thank you so much for coming. Oh my on. gosh, Faith. Thank you for having me on. I, I know I talked your head off. There's no. probably lots you need to edit. 
No, I mean, I've got editing, editing to do, but I do it. I've learned to do it for everybody. Yeah. So, I mean, it just has to, it has to be done just to make things flow better and, you know, sure. do all that stuff. So it'll be good. I get it. We do it too. Thank you so much for having me on. I feel like you've, uh, I've cut my teeth on this podcast with you. So now I'm ready. Bring it on world. <laughs> I popped your cherry. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh gosh. Go get, go get in the bed. Go get in the bed. I want to do an ending. I'll cut all that part out. Don't worry. Okay. Of course. Thank you, Courtney. I love you. Thanks so much, Faith. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Hey y'all. It's Faith. I just want to tell y'all, thank you so much for listening to my podcast. It means the world to me. I love hearing from you guys, the messages, the text messages, the phone calls, the interactions that I'm getting with you guys is just encouraging me that I'm on the right path, that I need to keep going forward and need to keep doing this. And for those of you that don't know, radio and television and film was my major in college and I always dreamed of being on the radio. And so because of you, I can keep doing this. So thank you so much for following me and listening and sharing with your friends and family. I really appreciate it. See you next time.